Welcome to Laugh It Up Fuzzball. I am Joe the Wookie Riot. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. A place where we get to let our geek flag fly and talk about all things geek. As I've said before, this isn't an amalgamation of geek news or a comprehensive guide to all genres or the world of geekdom. Hopefully it's just a fun place to cover some geek news, comics, The Simpsons, Star Wars, and whatever randomness finds its way on in the recording. But let us get started. Poor connection. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you fine. All right. Uh, yeah, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Life is good. I'm living my best life. I'll do some, uh, I'll do some heavy editing of this just to make sure there's not any other like uh, the one with blue. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want, do you want to do a mic check just in case? I guess we already started recording, so. Oh well. <laughs> how, how, how you doing, bud? How's it going? How's life? I'm good. Fresh on. Welcome, welcome to level 185, 184 of the podcast. Something around there. I With, thought we were, uh, I thought we were at 200. Oh yeah, but that that's because of uh, the levels plus the 18 bonus odds. Remember? Ah, math. Yeah, yeah. So. I know good with numbers. I know good with numbers. I know good with numbers. <laughs> but friends, if you if you haven't figured out already, it's uh, Joe the Wookie Riot and Danny the Deuce. Hey, boop 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 boop. Yeah, he's got the he's got the deuce guns out. I got the deuce. Do I got the deuce guns? I'll tell you what. <laughs> tell you Dude, what. You want a ticket to the deuce gun show? <laughs> <laughs> but. But it's funny, I say you've got the deuce guns, and we're going to talk about something we don't want to deuce all over. Yes, we have we're plenty gonna... of things not to deuce on. Yeah, we're going to talk about Tiger King. Yes, we are. <laughs> Holy hell. This is... I thought Justice League was bad. Fuck me. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a hot mess. I've only seen uh, one and a half episodes. I, 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 I finished it today. But I needed to watch it and breaks because I needed to like regain sanity between episodes. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was just like, fuck, this is a lot of white trash. Yeah. Like, like I think I should be joining the uh, garbage bin union after that much trash because that was a lot to take in. I I saw this really hilarious thing, Danny. It was like, uh, you know, if ten years ago a time traveler from the future had come and told you that. Uh, the the reality television star of The Apprentice, Donald Trump, is the president. Almost started World War Three with a with a tweet war. Then Kobe Bryant dies in a helicopter crash, and then some guy eats a bat, and all of a sudden the world goes into quarantine. And the only thing keeping people sane is a mulleted, meth addicted man with 187 tigers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wow. Even that... like that's, that's not true, man. From the future, I don't. I saw a meme today, and it was like the apocalypse that we wanted, and it was like King Ezekiel with with his tiger, and okay. then right below it, it was obviously the the apocalypse that we ended having, and it's fucking Joe Exotic with his tiger <laughs> on his half ass throne. Well, well, we I am not Joe Exotic, I am Joe the Wookie. So uh, what we're not going to be talking about is uh, tigers. Oh man, that show! Like I'm already, I'm like an episode and a half in, and I don't know, I don't know who I hate more, the, the, the Scarface drug dealer, or, or, <laughs> or, 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 Joe, or Joe Exotic, or, or the, the cult guy with his wives, or oh. that lady that runs the big cat rescue. They're all horrible. And, yeah. But like, here's the thing: is like, people are so fascinated. Like, they just discovered this gem. But I lived in the South, like. I'm not surprised that these people are out there. Like, well, I yeah. mean, like, like when I uh, when I lived in North Carolina, was in when I was in the military, there was a private zoo down the road, and we went and visited it. And I gotta say, for like being in like North Carolina, like these people had some really big enclosures for like the different like animals that they had, and a lot of them were like rescues from uh, hunting preserves. So like if animals got injured or whatever, they would nurse them and like you know keep them on the thing. And they had they had a zebra and a horse that had a zorse, and that animal oh. was shy and hated his life. He was hiding behind a tree, but not very well. He wasn't very bright. Yeah, and they had like not. the giant horned water buffalo looking thing, which they said every once in a while would get out and they would have a hard time trying to find it. <laughs> <laughs> and then and they didn't have any big cats, but they and they did, no elephants. Uh, but they did have wolves. They had some wolves, so 
right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, it was I mean, they we got on we literally had a John Deere tractor that pulled these like these <laughs> these uh <laughs> these trailers and the trailers had like uh old like uh restaurant seats on it, like bolted down and they took us on a little oh. tour of their of their preserve. Yeah, it uh, sounds so classy. Yeah, and and, and we so we took uh we took my daughters and we had a good time. <laughs> oh yeah, they don't fucking know the difference. And I mean, well, my oldest was uh three, two or three. She was little. We had a circus come to the military base I was on, and we rode an elephant. I feel bad about it, but we did. We rode an elephant. Well, a- there's more of a discussion about the show that we can talk about off mic when you catch up because it's yeah, kind of a spoiler. There but... was the. The first time I ever saw a liger was at that circus. Ooh. But I mean, like some of these preserves, I'm, I don't, I don't have any endorsement for any of these people on this show. But when I was in uh, Djibouti, Africa, also in, uh, you're like, in Djibouti. Yeah, I was in Djibouti. You're in Djibouti. <laughs> Djibouti, Djibouti. The town's so nice, they named it twice. <laughs> but uh, when we were in Djibouti, we actually went to a cheetah refuge, and it was these, uh, these French people. They were like saving cheetahs that people thought were good pets, and they're not. <laughs> no, they are terrible pets. But those those cheetahs had these huge like enclosures, and they did have fences because they're cheetahs, and they fed them, and they didn't want them to scratch your face off fast, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. and they're very fast. But uh, right. it was they cool. They need room to run, but but that's yeah. not why we're here today. <laughs> well, we're already we're already over six oh, minutes, and fuck. We, we're not even talking about what we wanted to talk about. He ran. Oh. You're president. What yeah. the fuck is wrong with this life? Dude, we we had an orange Cheeto run and win for president. So, you know, it, yeah. it and, and with everything going on right now, I think if Joe Exotic ran again and wasn't in prison, he, he could get some votes. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure he could. <laughs> but friends, what we're what we're really here for that that's just your uh your warm up. That's if you're still the, if you're still hanging around. It's me and Danny having a real conversation. This is how our conversations go. <laughs> yeah, this is how we talk. But uh, we are here to talk and spoil the shit out of Mando. 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 How are you, Mando? <laughs> so, because Disney Plus is officially in Europe, it's been there for almost a week. Everybody has gotten the option to watch The Mandalorian. And because they got it late, they got the chance to binge it. And honestly, I don't know how many uh, European listeners I have. So uh, it, it has been long enough. So it is time for uh, me and Danny to spoil the heck out of Mando to talk about it, to talk about our thoughts. Yes, and, it uh, is. That is, your, that is your spoiler warning if you've not yet experienced the wonder and magic that is the Mandalorian, uh, then stop and go watch it and then come back. The, the greatness that is the Mandalorian. The is saving it? grace that is the Mandalorian. Well, expound on that. Saving grace. The saving grace because it's the only thing that's come out in the last decade that actually feels like a fucking Star Wars fucking production. Uh, I, I think uh, you're being unkind to Rebels and Clone Wars. Mm. Mm. They're all right. You're being unkind. They're all right. Clone Wars is there. They're good. They're all right. They're good. They have their moments. The Mandalorian, eight episodes of Johnny Favs and friends playing in their Star Wars toy box from when they were kids and bringing us uh, good stuff. It's like they went to Toys R Us, but they were sold out of the major characters. So they had no Lukes. They had no Hans. They had like only like Bib Fortunas and like the other side characters, and they're like, "Fuck it, we'll just make Star Wars out of these guys." And holy shit, they made gold. Yeah, and like they had a Boba Fett, but he'd gone all trash from playing it, so they took like silver paint and like painted him up, so it didn't really look like Boba Fett anymore, but it still was. And they're like, "Oh, he can't be Boba Fett, so what are we gonna call him?" And they're like, "Uh, we're gonna call him the Mandalorian." <laughs> Mando. And then. Nerds are like, well, actually, uh, Boba Fett is not a Mandalorian. Uh, so, That's uh, not fucking established. And then, it. and then Johnny Fabs is like, well, my guy's a Mandalorian, but he's also not a Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I, I don't know how to feel about the way you are taking the lore of uh, the Mandalorian. <laughs> uh, but but at the end, the same nerd's like, uh, Johnny Favreau, I, I apologize 
way to go, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> Kiss his feet. Because he I is king. I appreciate my nerd voice. <laughs> I still like your mom's impression, though. It's my favorite. Uh, the whose impression? Yeah, your mom's. <laughs> Joseph, why are you watching The Mandalorian? <laughs> Stop watching the Star Wars. But uh, you know, you know who else liked The Mandalorian, Danny? Who? Buston Chudi. Buston Chudi likes The Mandalorian very, very much. Yes, he's he's has not made a appearance on the podcast, but. Uh, uh, Boston Cherry, uh, he's a toy dairy and uh, geek watcher, enjoys very much. No <laughs> Jedi Mind Tricks. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> remember Boston Cherry, man? I don't remember Boston Cherry. Uh, you know, how, how do you not remember Boston Cherry? I fucking have a complicated life. Oh, you know what? You you weren't there when me, Blue, and, and Darth John went on our adventure to get crepes. Oh, no, I wasn't. Yeah, and then we oh. passed that street, and the the character of Buston Cherry was created. <laughs> He's the Tordarian. Crepe tricks don't work on me. <laughs> <laughs> right now, at least Blue and Darth John are very happy. <laughs> That's right. I mean, they're the only other listeners besides us, so. That's not true. There's at least like 12 <laughs> people. There's at least uh, 12 people that listen. Oh, I think so, all right. I so, think it's more than that. Yeah, I think I think it's a good. I think I think it's a good number. Now you're gonna make me sad. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. You know what's not sad? The Mandalorian. Uh, it is not. That's sad. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass it over to Boston Cherry real quick just so we can get a quick synopsis. But uh, you ready, Boston Cherry? He's ready. So this is a synopsis. After the stories of Jango and Boba Fett, another warrior emerges in the Star Wars universe. The Mandalorian is set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. The series depicts a lone bounty hunter in the outer reaches of the galaxy, far from the authority of the New Republic. I just like you all to have a visual of the the crawl that's not in the Mandalorian. For I gotta I gotta say, Joe, that was a much better crawl than the fucking Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> that was impressive. That the was pretty good. Speak. And you just winged it. That was great. That was amazing. The dead speak. <laughs> they speak. Uh, hi, this is Emperor Palpatine. Hot from my podcast. <laughs> the Palpatine. Palpatine talking podcast. <laughs> Laugh it up, Palpatine. A limited podcast. And I'm I'm sort of embarrassed that I did the lightning fingers towards my microphone. <laughs> I felt it. It was all electric. It was it's electric. Boogalooga <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I don't so I figured it's you know, we could have thoughts and jump all around or we could just go episode by episode. What do you think? I mean, episode by episode would be a little bit more structured. Uh, it's been a while since I've watched it, even though I've seen each episode a minimum of three times per. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've watched it the night that it came out, and then I watched it the day of it came out, and then I would watch it one more time with like a buddy who doesn't have Disney+, Plus sometime within the week, and then just repeat that next Friday. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I remember when we went to go see Rise of Skywalker, he was behind. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. we were having to have these veiled conversations, and that was only, that was episode, episode seven yeah. came out right before Rise of Skywalker. He's like, oh, I haven't seen. <laughs> so shout out to you, bud. Glad you're caught up now. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't listen to the podcast. No, he doesn't. He's not one of the 12. That's sad, man. How can how can your good friends not be some of the viewers? <laughs> they don't like my voice as much as I don't like my voice. <laughs> oh, jeez. You're not always on the podcast. Sometimes uh, Boston Cherry is on the podcast. <laughs> Boston Cherry. No. <laughs> it's funny because it's a street near where you live. <laughs> oh, I thought Boston Cherry was the name of a crepe because I wasn't on the adventure. No, it's it's the name of a street in Boston. Yeah, yeah, Bath and Cherry. <laughs> no, Boston Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad these people are tuning in. 
but the the mandalorian i I think one of the things that i think is really cool i think it really says something that it has been a minute since i've like watched all the episodes i think i've watched all the episodes at least twice each some of them more than that but i i remember a lot about what went down in the episodes like i I wouldn't say I, i like know like specific names of all the characters no um or like names of planets, although I did do a little bit of research before this just so I could drop some knowledge there. But I, I, I found like when I was writing down, like I wrote down my thoughts first before I did any like looking up things. And I remembered a lot. Well, that's the, the crazy. Th- so what I liked about the show is also one of its largest complaints from people that I know who didn't like the show Okay, was it was too simple. It was done in the in a classic western style storyline so there wasn't a lot of in-depth character building there's not a lot of action there's a lot of panoramic shots of, of scenery and background so the story is kind of slow it's not real cerebral but that's what i loved about it it was a very simple show they went straight I mean, it, into the heart a... of what made star wars star wars. they captured that feeling of what is star wars that imagination, a, the fantasy. Yeah, it's a spaghetti space western samurai show, you know? Exactly. Like that's the, exactly what it was. Yeah. It was just Lone Wolf and Cub. Done well, in space. I think it was more than that, but Yeah, well yes. I love on the IMDB he's still credited as the Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even update him as his character's name. That's cool. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter irrelevant dinjarin whatever yeah. what's in a name a rose by any other name would still smell as mandalorian it's <laughs> <laughs> getting all shakespeare up in here yeah. well the best yeah. part is when he started playing the mandolin <laughs> oh, oh, and then right. when they started talking home. about the midichlorian Good night, everybody <laughs> <laughs> they were pretty close they weren't <laughs> said but i feel like it was implied yeah, I mean, I think we just have to, our hats have to be off to John Favreau. Like, it's 100%. so, so amazing. Only two of the episodes not written by him. Uh, episode five was written by Dave Filoni, and then episode six had Rick Fumayua and Christopher Yost, which I thought was sort of interesting, because that's uh, he did some writing on Thor The Dark World and Thor Ragnarok, so you can't just hate him, because one movie, one bad movie, one good movie. I, I don't think The Dark World's that bad, but that's not this podcast. Uh, and yes, I realize I have to watch Ragnarok. But I talked about it like yesterday. Ragnarok, Ragnarok, Ragnarok. Well, I talked about it on the last podcast, and I still got to watch it for that one. So, <laughs> falling behind. And Christopher Yost also uh, he wrote X twenty three Innocence Lost, X Force, and Cable Messiah War. That was so, good. Yeah, all well written. Yeah, so episode, and I thought episode six was a good one. A hundred million budget for the entire show, about fifteen million an episode, which is basically twice what it cost Disney to pay its employees for two weeks, which is a, a, a big thank you to coronavirus for that useless random knowledge that I now know. Yeah, it's about fifty nine million to pay uh, to pay all the Disneyland employees uh, for uh, well earned for two weeks <laughs> and the right thing to do. I don't know it is absolutely. My hats off to all the employers that are finding ways to to pay their employees. Big deal. But again, not this podcast. Yeah, not not this podcast. Not this podcast. Uh, wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. <laughs> Beetlejuice. 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 But uh, I guess so. Okay, so there's oh, yeah. eight. <laughs> That's right. We're talking Mandalorian. <laughs> Here's a way to start. Uh, there are eight episodes. Uh, did you have a favorite, Danny? <sighs> I like the first episode because I think it said the tone of the entire series okay you know they they did a phenomenal job of keeping it mysterious very little dialogue but yet they told you a lot um i'm going to have to give credit to i can't remember his name right now but john wayne's grandson who did an amazing job behind the mask uh i know a lot of people are giving pedro pesquale a lot of the the credit for the acting in it but he just did the voiceover all the in well besides one scene where he takes his helmet off but the practically all the scenes with him in costume is actually his stunt double which is the grandson of John uh yeah John Wayne I almost said John Wayne Casey <laughs> <laughs> not this podcast <laughs> not, this, not this podcast but uh, so it was, Brendan Wayne is his name Brendan Wayne yes it is 
and it is John Wayne's grandson, which is sort of a surreal. Yeah, well, that was one of the reasons he got hired is because John Favreau wanted that John Wayne gate. He wanted someone who had that Western walk, and that's what essentially got him that role. But that's why I like that first one. But my favorite, favorite episode is when they introduce my boo thing, Gina Carano. So Chapter 4, Sanctuary. Oh, the thickness. Oh, that, so So that's fun because Chapter 4, Sanctuary is my favorite of the eight, eight Mandalorian episodes. The eight? The eight. Yeah. <laughs> John Wayne yeah. Gacy and Crawford. It's, it's the only one directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Yes, it is. And uh, definitely inspired by Seven Samurai. There's no getting around that. Nope. It yeah. was done in that traditional cowboy uh, re- re- uh, training villagers way. Yeah. And this one totally gave me Ewok adventure vibes. It was so good. And, I mean, right down to it's not the same bad guys from Battle for Endor, but the Clatoonians who are – they that's who they reminded me of. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you – if you want to be like Star Wars nerdy, ah, ah. There, oh, I, there here he a, comes. There was a thug on Jabba's <laughs> sail barge who was also a Clatoonian. And if you want to go to the prequels, the Jedi Terados Gon is also a Clatoonian. So uh, there you go. Back to Wookie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, nerd. <laughs> Nerds! Nerd! But no, I mean, I just, it was really good, and I liked the way they used the ATST, like, as a monster of sorts, you know? And like, I liked, and, and, and I liked what they did, which is what the movies failed to do, is they allowed the passage of time. Not everything has to take place this second, at this moment, and all right, now we're running off to this adventure. No, he was chilling in this village for like a month. After they killed everybody, and then they're just like, all right, I think we need to move on before people come finding us because we killed everybody. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, of course they do it in a montage. We're going to do a montage. 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 (laughs) Yeah, like chapter four, it it was good. Like for me, like favorite episode one of the only weird things for me was seeing Pillboy from uh, the bad place or the good place as one of the sorgan krill fishing villagers i was like hey wait that's Pillboy," but you know it is what it is so sometimes it's hard like you know not you can't be an unknown but i i dig you know we have another forest planet besides endor this is sorgan which sounds like something you would like grow on a forest planet <laughs> i'm just gonna gonna grow me some of that sorgan fish a little krill Maybe weave a basket or two. Watch out for them Clatoonians. <laughs> Do you remember the wars? Scorgan remembers the wars. Well, so the the whole Clatoonian, like, even more nerdy, it's, uh, you know, if, if anybody has seen the movie Army of Darkness, Clatu something Nikto, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and Clatoonians and Nikto are aliens in Star Wars. Nice. So there you go. There's a... <laughs> A little, little nugget for you. You know that's a, a reference to the the earth, the day the Earth stood still, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's neat. Uh, and then, <laughs> <laughs> like at the end, the uh, the bounty hunter that makes Dinjar and the Mandalorian realize it's not safe for Baby Yoda. Ooh, that's the first time we actually said that word. <laughs> oh, Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda. <laughs> we said spoilers, but uh, the Kubaz that comes after him. I thought that was cool, and there's also a, a Kubaz in uh, episode one, the guy playing the flute that gets the speeders for the Mando. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, if you don't know what a Kubaz is, it's the traitorous rascal from episode four that rats out uh, Luke Skywalker to the imps on uh, Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Son of a bitch. Son of a biscuit. Son of a bitch. The elephant nose or whatever they used to call him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, like, like Danny was saying, the best part of chapter four is... Cardoon, 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 sweet Cardoon, our beefy ass kicking princess of Alderaan. Yeah. Oh, I loved so much they made her from Alderaan. Yeah, that was a really nice touch. That was such a great touch. It made it so. It made it that much more personal for her character development to be like, "Fuck these imperial fucks! Like, let's kill them all! Like, I don't care." If we want to call her by her whole Alderanian given name, Cara Cynthia Dune. Nice. Yeah. Uh, shock Trooper for the Rebel Alliance and then in the Republic. Uh, a veteran of the Battle of Endor. 
and uh, an equal match, able to go toe to toe with the Mando. Well, he's not exactly the the most cunning cunningest fighter. I heard he's a cunning linguist, though. He's a, I bet he is. <laughs> you can ask Cara Dune. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, that chapter four was was really really good. I I enjoyed it quite a lot. I did. And then of course, uh, Baby Yoda drinking bone broth. <laughs> All the adorable... Oh, totes adorbs, Danny. Totes adorbs. The the, the adorable mask that is Baby Yoda. So, did you have any other favorites that you wanted to talk about before we go through the whole list of stuff? Um, Yes, actually. is I believe is the one Dave Filoni wrote, which was the episode that felt like it was written by Dave Filoni, is that Jailbreak episode. No, that one, the the Jailbreak episode is actually the one written by Christopher Yost and Rick Fumiwa. Really? Yeah. Because that was just fun. That was just a, it had nothing to do with the story, but it was okay. Because it was just a wonderful, violent romp. No, the the only episode written by Dave Filoni was Chapter 5, The Gunslinger, which is my least favorite of the eight. Is that the one where he meets the the Han Solo wannabe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get there. All I right. think uh, I think it's probably we already went over what our favorite is, just because we're gonna go there. My second favorite is uh, I, you like the prisoner. That one's like fourth on my list. I think I really really enjoy the finale, episode the, eight. The finale was good. Or chapter uh, eight. They make sure they don't call them episodes. <laughs> <laughs> that gets confusing. I didn't know. I didn't catch that, but uh, I see what yeah. you did there. So Danny talked about liking Chapter One, mm-hmm. which uh, didn't originally have a title, just sort of like Episode Four, but now is Chapter One: The Mandalorian. The so Mando. I thought that was sort of cool. It originally didn't have uh, a title, and I haven't. I tried to pull it up on Disney Plus, but my Disney Plus was going wonky today to see if it says The Mandalorian now. It couldn't handle all the. All the, the internet beat news. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's a good episode. It was, I think, I watched it and then when it was over, I was like, oh, that's it. Like that's all we got was like thirty something minutes. Like, oh, okay, because I was expecting an hour, and that doesn't mean I was owed an hour. It just means I was expecting it, you know. See, I but, had the exact opposite. It felt like that show went on for. It wasn't forever. It wasn't until the second watching that I noticed how quick it ran. I was just so immersed into the first episode. I was catching every detail. I swear I was watching it in slow motion. I okay. fucking loved it. I was eating it up. Well, I mean, it's a fully realized world. Yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, but and, everything from the, the training with, uh, I was going to call him Jeff Bridges, but not Jeff Bridges. It's fucking Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. You had him breaking in the Bronco. The the amazing fucking shootout into the village. Like, the whole fucking episode was brilliant. Yeah. And, I, I mean, it starts off with that really awesome bar fight. Yes. You know? Yes, it did. No, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But I, I thought uh, that was a nice introduction. Actually, that's uh, they showed that or part of that scene when they did the sneak preview for the Super Bowl. And I was like, oh, this looks so good. And, of course, it has the scene with the door closing on the guy, which is a really rad shot. Yep. But uh, then, like, it starts, and I'm like, oh, wow, we're starting, like, right here. That's cool. <laughs> this, is how we, this is how we're going. This is how we're starting it off. This is the yeah. show. You get Horatio Sands playing a, a weird character with, like, I don't know, like, ball sacks? Or <laughs> I, don't, sure. I don't know what exactly was going ball, on. Ballsy McBall sacks? <laughs> Ballsy McBall sacks, exactly. But, but I like uh, how he's a, you know, he's a, a an entitled, uh, nepotistic child of somebody of of note and he just went around the galaxy fucking around and now he has this bounty on his head for being an asshole i mean the i will say the the character design of of the character i was like oh this this at first i was like this doesn't feel that star wars but then i'm like it's star wars it, i mean you could have so much and also i guess i just didn't realize that Horatio sands had lost all that weight <laughs> oh no, he lost a lot of that weight. He's a he's a flaquito now. <laughs> flaquito. Flaquito. But, uh, the the name of that alien is a Mithral apparently. So yeah, and I, you know I just the second he mentioned Life Day, I was like I'm on board. Here we go. Like right from go. Like Fabs is like we're we're mentioning Life Day. He wants to be home in time to see his family for Life Day. Yep. 
Yeah, he's he's just like all that bad stuff that Disney's trying to sweep under the rug. Fuck that, bring it to the top. Midichlorians, bring it to the top. Black Day, bring it to the top. <laughs> we're gonna embrace it and we're gonna love it and it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, and then he gets frozen in carbonite, which was really cool. <laughs> he has his own internal carbonite machine maker, ice maker, I guess. I don't know. I'm gonna describe it. Uh, it's just good. I think, uh, you know, if you've, ever, if you've never seen a fledgling Mithral evacuate the thorax, you're a lucky guy. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, there. I mean, honestly, in episode one, the only only time where I was taken out is when freaking Brian Poson shows up driving a speeder. And I was like, oh, oh, that was a choice. What? But then he gets what are you killed by, about? by a weird space walrus, so everything's okay. <laughs> the man got to live his childhood dream. He got to be in Star Wars. He's just one of those guys that will never be anything but Brian po- Posen. <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah, I yeah. liked it. it. It's fine. Like I said, it's only moment. But, I, I mean, dude, seriously, Grief Karga, played by Carl Weathers, uh, and then the Imperial Remnants with Mother fucking Vanna Herzog as the client. <laughs> Mandalorian. Podcasting is a dangerous business, Ruby mm-hmm. Riot. What'd you care for a libation? I was like, who talks like No one in Star Wars talks this, let alone no one on Earth talks like that guy. It's brilliant. I love it. Would you care for a libation to celebrate the closing uh, of our shared narrative? That child is sleeping. <laughs> Oh, he's Fuck so it. good. He's so good. Yeah, he's he's incredibly good. I don't, I don't. <laughs> it's just, I'm like, wow. And and he apparently is responsible for them not CGI in Baby Yoda. <laughs> I heard a, he called them a bunch of fucking cowards. It's like, don't don't be cowards. You have to pop it. Use the puppet, Johnny Favreau. <laughs> Shoot, shooting, wanna... shooting good shows is. A dangerous business, Director Favreau. Don't be Uh-oh. a coward. Use the puppets. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear that conversation. I didn't think I wanted to hear that conversation until now. <laughs> it's good. And also uh, another impression. It's been a, a show of impressions. <laughs> it's an impressionable show. Yeah, it's I, very impressionable. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean. All right. Space walruses. That was freaking amazing. Plus, I mean, the the final battle with IG-11 and the self-destruct and the the army of Niktos and and then you know you're like, what in the what is this world that I live in? There's no way they could possibly surprise me anymore. And then that sweet reveal of that lovable big-eared, wrinkle-foreheaded green baby holding up his finger like a Michelangelo masterpiece on the Sistine Chapel baby Yoda. Well described. <sighs> Man, and, and so I was thinking about this today, and I was, I was telling Heather, and of course she's just nodding at me like, nerds! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, you know... Love I, you, Heather. I lived in a world where I had no idea that Baby Yoda was a thing, and I got to be surprised, like some people. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people. That, that's it was the pretty... one thing we didn't know we wanted. <laughs> yeah, if you watched it early enough, you got to be surprised by it. And yep. uh, that was that was a nice moment. I mean, I actually I got to experience my own Luke, I am your father moment, you know? Oh, well said. Well said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was it was brilliant. It was a hell of a way to capstone that well, the inaugural episode was to leave it on such a big opening. It's like, yep, you're not gonna know what the fuck is going on. Why is there a baby Yoda? I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out together. <laughs> Obi Wan never told you what happened to Yoda's DNA. Oh, he enough. He told me you fucked him. <laughs> no. <laughs> We made a clone. <laughs> no, that's not true. That's impossible. So so let's talk about <laughs> this bias that I don't appreciate where Palpatine fucks, everybody freaks out, and his son has to be some kind of rejected clone because the idea of Palpatine getting some is, like, disgusting and, like, wrong, and people don't want to think about it. But Yoda fucking, like, yay, like, give us more Yoda babies. <laughs> like, what the fuck? 
mean, double standard there. You know, it's he's in the temple. He's all worn out from Jedi mastering and oh, yeah, he's Jedi mastering her, right? Yaddle's got that ass. Yaddle's got that sweet waddle, and uh, <laughs> <clears throat> you know when a uh, when a uh, mommy Yoda and a uh, a baby Yaddle <laughs> love each other. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it got so weird. It did get a little awkward, but it's all right. I like it. But yeah, it was great. And it, honestly, like everything on the desert planet, which his name is Arvala Seven, if you did not know, friends, uh, with Quill the Ugnaught. So good. Oh, and, and I didn't even get to freaking mention freaking Blurgs from the Battle for Endor and in Clone Wars, the Battle of Ryloth. Yeah. Oh, freaking Blurgs. You feel ashamed of yourself. What? For not mentioning Blurgs. No, I did mention Blurgs. I just, I'm looking through my notes and I'm like, is there anything I didn't talk about? Blurgs. Freaking Blurgs. Freaking Blurgs. Uh, 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 excuse me. Uh, when, when you're done with the podcast, I'm going to need you to uh, send people to my Blurg. Where I talk about Star Wars. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, episode but, or chapter one was really good. Really good. Uh, chapter two, The Child. This is my third favorite episode. Uh, directed by Rick Fumayiwa. I guess we should mention that the first uh, chapter was directed by Dave Filoni. So really good job there, Dave. Wait, the first uh, one was, uh, wasn't um, Favreau? Oh, no, it was Dave Filoni. Okay. Uh, Favreau wrote and then like produced it, but he and I'm sure he had some like set stuff, but yeah, he wasn't okay. officially one of the directors. But right. Rick Fumayua, uh, first person of color to to direct a Star Wars, <gasps> and uh, directs the child. And oh, dude, this episode's good. Yes. And all that action <clears throat> entirely set on Arvala Seven. Heck yeah for Jawas. Uh, and this is the episode that definitely gave me the biggest lone wolf and cub vibes of the entire season. Uh, I don't, I don't want to. Sp- Danny, what do you want to talk about from from chapter two, the child? The fucking Jawas are assholes. <laughs> don't leave your whip alone in the desert because that shit will be coming up on cinder blocks by the time you get back. Like, but Jawas yeah. will rip you off. And then they'll try to sell that shit back to you. Be like, oh, you look like you're missing an engine. Well, we happen to have one just like it. Uh, you got credits. But then in Rise of Skywalker, three ships left down <laughs> in the open. <laughs> no Jawas. No Jawas. Must have been a good neighborhood. Yeah, freaking Quill retiring to the hood of Star Wars. <laughs> Real estate's cheap. You got to get hey, peace and quiet somehow. Simone, Uti, <laughs> you want a car? <laughs> A nice muffler. <laughs> oh, you should have got a lojack. <laughs> What's happening? I don't know why they have to have that accent, but. Because <laughs> there's no other Mexicans in space. <laughs> well, because both of us can do that accent and we don't feel like we're culturally appropriating. <laughs> right? I've already appropriated that culture since birth, yo. <laughs> and I, and I'm the worst white person you'll ever meet. I'm definitely an Asian or a Hispanic. You're white? <laughs> Technically. <laughs> did, did we just stop being census? friends? <laughs> yeah, no. According to the census, I'm white. But um, anyway, <laughs> uh, I have you know, I, I am cock Asian. Yeah, I bet you are. <laughs> Next, you know, you're gonna have a tiger farm in your backyard. But yeah, I mean, another great pull from the holiday <laughs> special, Mando with his Ambin phase pulse rifle, complete oh. with uh, disintegrations. Oh, fucking love it. And I love they made it a rolling block. It was like, the show can't get any more Western? We're just going to make the guns even more Western. Yeah, they shoot lasers, but they're going to function like fucking Civil War rifles. <laughs> and, and dude, it's just it's so freaking cool because it ties into Empire Strikes Back when Vader's like, no disintegrations. And they fucking destroyed Jawas. Yeah. Like, you never yeah. really see... Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. They destroy fucking... They don't really kill people, but they fucking destroy fucking Jawas. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's fucking dope. And then what else? Oh, there's a, there's a freaking fight in the beginning against a trio of Trandoshans. Fucking slavers! They fought slavers! Fuck Trandoshans. <laughs> Fuck you're not, a big, you're not a big fan of Bosk? Uh, I'm not a big fan of slavers, sir. Yeah. Slavery's bad, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Rubian K. 
And then, of course, you get more Quill, which is awesome. Yep. And then the Mudhorn, which uh, ties into stuff later. Yes, it does. Yes, and it, the, Which is a the, great scene, by the way. It is a really good scene. Really it's, well done. It's dirty, and it feels real. Yeah. It feels like he's fighting, a, a, I guess, a, a, it wasn't a rhino. Yeah, it looks like a rhino, but more like a, a bull. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, you know, but, like, that kind of establishes that, yeah, Armando can fuck up droids and do some damage to, to humans, but he can't fight fucking animals for shit. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he's doing it. He's doing as good as he can, buddy. Yeah, I mean, he's only human, right? Or humanoid, like he's only gonna be well versed. He needs a weakness, right? He's not completely immortal. He fucking... like one of the, the mudhorn comes out, and one of the first things is like they're like, "Oh, we we saw these on Geonosis, you know, in the in the arena." No, no, friends, you didn't. What you saw on Geonosis were reeks. I have that on good authority from my nerd friend with the incredibly white voice. Uh, so while it is a large muscular quadruped, it is a different type. Nice. So, well, thank you for that information, sir. Uh, but what I will tell you, which is something I found while I was looking it up, which I think is super cool, the Mudhorn's inspiration actually comes from an ancestor of the rhino, which is the ancient Elasmotherium, a.k.a. the Siberian unicorn, which died out 29,000 years ago but lived as far back as 2.6 million years ago in Eastern Europe and China. So there you go. That's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, 29,000 years ago, that's that's closer. But you can literally look up Elasmotherium or look up Mudhorn Inspiration and see, like, an artist rendering of what they thought it looked like. And it's it's freaking the creature from Star Wars. I'm sure the only difference is it doesn't lay eggs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucked up. Fucking Jawas, man. <laughs> and there's not not any carjacking Jawas trying to try to eat their eggs. <laughs> oh, they go through all that trouble and just to fucking have an an omelet. Yeah, yeah, it was it was clever. It was good. It must, it must have been a delicious ass omelet because holy shit, <laughs> a delicacy, my friend. I mean, they traded a whole ship for a fucking egg. Well, it, it wasn't really their ship, so they sort of... <laughs> <laughs> hey, possessions nine tenths of loss, sir. And then, and then you learn like Quillman. He does a good job putting that ship back together, considering it was just a frame. <laughs> and like that entire ship fit on that little tiny sled. Yep. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yep. All they needed. I didn't realize that the Mandalorian got the Razor Crest from IKEA. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard of this Star Wars planet. <laughs> it's uh it's a planet of couches <laughs> yes and the, the, the resident, for a race the resident aliens are ectorpians <laughs> and they and they serve they serve uh svedini meatballs <laughs> utini spadini uh, utini paninis utini paninis <laughs> utini bikinis no Ooh. Ooh. Speaking my language. Where'd you get that bikini, Tutini? <laughs> I hate myself for that one. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Uh, chapter three, moving on. Oh, yes, yes, yes please. <laughs> the Sin, which is all about uh, Jawas and their Utini bikinis. <laughs> <laughs> Jawa uh, bikini Utini party? It, it was a itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot Utini. <laughs> bikini. Uh, but directed by Deborah Chow, the first woman to ever direct a live-action Star Wars. Uh, that's if we don't count the uh, the second director from Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I don't have her name on hand, but if you talk about Chapter 3, I can look it up. Um, well, Chapter 3 is had me because this is the episode where he actually cashes in. He takes the, the bounty, which is the child. He takes it to our boy Herzog. I don't remember his name. I didn't even have a name. I don't know. And there's that moment. If you know storytelling, you know he's not going to just leave this child behind. But they do a, such a good star, a job of him kind of getting his next bounty, walking back to his ship, powering everything on. And the, I, I don't know about you, but I was just like, holy shit, they're going to leave. Like, he's just going to leave this fucking child. Like, he's going to bounce. <laughs> like, like I honestly like I was like there's a chance he's gonna leave right now like holy yeah. shit 
Yeah. And then when he powered it down, I was like, I knew it. You can't leave. You can't leave yeah. that precious, precious smile. The uh, director is Victoria Mahoney, just to give her props. Uh, she did the second chair stuff for JJ. But yeah, yeah, I, I really I believed it for a moment. Did That's you too? Correct. Was it just me? Or oh. I was like, I was like, I kind of feel dumb because I knew he wasn't leaving. But then there I was, mouth agape with the fucking engine warming up and like, oh shit, he's going to leave. Well, I mean, you have you have uh, you have Deborah or not not Deborah Chow, the director, but you have IG Eleven showing up in uh in episode you know chapter one, and then yes, he sir. did he's oh, gone no, he did he he, you know yeah, I mean? he he got blasted so, like you're like oh my goodness is this just a story of everybody that comes across the Mandalorian just dies <laughs> <laughs> pretty much like he is the curse he is the curse that uh that uh that goes through the cosmos i don't know so <laughs> but yeah but uh yeah I, I just yeah you're back on navarro which is a, a cool planet uh and maybe mando is just a gun for hire maybe he does not care about the cutest damn thing in the star well, wars galaxy yes even cuter than babu frick uh maybe it's all right yeah not as cute as baby yoda no, nothing 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 is the cutest fucking Baby Yoda. I will. I will. I hated that trend where everybody for like the last like month after Baby Yoda came out, everyone was like, "Here's the new Baby Yoda." I'm like, "Get that fucking trash out of my face!" I will, not I as just, adorable as Baby Yoda. Like, get the quit trying. I will just fuck, submit fuck your Baby y- Jabba's and all those other. Hey, 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 Baby Sean is cuter than Baby Yoda. A month. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, Baby Sean is cuter than Baby Yoda. All right. So, Certifiable. He's a cute little baby. I'm gonna slam dunk your baby right now. Not as cute a baby. <laughs> you better not, you mother trucker. I'm gonna lose my arms right now. <laughs> I have I have a picture of Baby Yoda in a Santa costume, and I have a picture of Baby Sean in a Santa costume, and certifiably, my blue-eyed baby is cuter. <laughs> you know what? You're gonna have to post it. No, I'm just kidding. Don't post it. <laughs> yeah. If you want to see it when we're allowed to hang out again, I'll show you. All right. All right. But we're then, you know, to, we're allowed to leave the houses. But then they surprise you. Mando changes his mind. He, he does. Uh, he cares about that baby that unscrews knobs from his ship that he got from Space Ikea. And, uh, <laughs> and he, it's time it's time for lots of cathartic stormtrooper killing. Oh, my God. So gratuitous. Oh, oh gratuitous violence. I love it. Oh, and it, the, was, it was so beautiful and gorgeous. The radness of the whistling birds, which was also a nice moment because he gets, you know, there's just enough to make this really rare weapon that he uses to save the child. Yeah. And then who knows what kind of machines they had him hooked up to. And then, of course, before they even get to him, you get all of the Mandos, uh, including Paz Vizsla, who's a hulking mother trucker, heavy infantry Mando, and presumably related to Pre Vizsla from the Clone Wars. Johnny Favs voiced both of them. Uh, and then of course, what uh, what's the name of the the Jedi? It's something Vizsla. I don't know. It's uh, I don't know. It's I don't know. I'm it's a uh, it. dark saber homie Vizsla. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But hold on, like I forgot like a big portion of what I loved about this episode because this whole Mandalorian is about the legacy of the man of Mandalore of this people of they're not really a race but it's more like a culture or religion. Right. And the Empire essentially almost obliterated him, stole their entire culture. Now he's working for this bounty, and his currency for this bounty is a piece of the sacred metal, the best card metal, that the Mandalorians held so dear and sacred. That's his reward for the baby. He's trading the baby for his culture. Yeah. That shit's fucking crazy. Then he goes to the fucking bar, or cantina, to go talk to our boy Mondo, fucking Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed, and Apollo Creed's just flashing the fucking best card like he's just fucking Mayweather in a club. He's like, "What's up, bitches? <laughs> Who wants some Apollo Creed, dig? I got this best card," and, and, and he's doing it in front of a fucking Mandalorian who's just like, "Bro, that shit is like sacred to me. Why the fuck are you just flaunting it like that? Like, I'm fucking. I don't know. I would have a turn of heart and just like." These people fucking raped my culture, and now I'm doing bounties for them. Like, fuck this. Take, yeah. I'm, taking, I'm taking the money and the fucking baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, and it, it, it goes wild. Uh, you get some more of those hammer-pounding flashbacks with the armor. And this is how the Mando gets his shiny armor. He doesn't start off with the shiny armor. Does not start. No, the Mudhorn made sure he did not have shiny armor. And I mean, like, once again, John John Favreau with the deep pull, Wilro Hood's ice cream maker, we now <laughs> know is, a, is called a Camtono and is a, a delivery device for valuable objects. Yep, it is a nice safe. Yeah, it is a nice safe that also looks like an ice cream maker. <laughs> so yeah, it's cool. It was cool. And, and then the that. freaking sh- shootout with every damn bounty hunter on Navarro, including Grief Karga. Yep. Uh, you get another glimpse of a droid-driven speeder. Uh, and then, you know, it's it's going down and it's it's looking desperate. And then, then you get freaking Mandalorians descending via jetpack. I mean, come yep. on. Just fucking yeah. the cavalry showing up. And all yeah. oh, was it glorious. I yeah, was like, I, finally, I, they did the respect of Mandalorians on a fucking show. They didn't make a bunch of pacifist pussies on a fucking cartoon show. Like I was like, fuck yes. They brought warriors to a fucking battle. Like, this is <laughs> Mandalore. If, if I had any critique of the episode, it was it's the salute at the end. Oh, that was trash. <laughs> But, was, but it's okay. Utter garbage, but it was all right. Because other than that, it was a really good episode. Yes, sir. All right, so here's the deal, friends. It's quarantine, so we know all of you are home and bored. <laughs> Me and Danny are going to talk for... It's quarantine? Oh, it's quarantine. Quarantine. No. Listen no. No. Where, where's the hang up? How do I hang up? <laughs> Come on, man. I know who I want to take me, Mando. I don't know. I don't know the words that song. But uh, we don't. We talked about four of the chapters of The Mandalorian, but we're going to talk for longer than an hour. So we're, we're going to bring back a part one and a part two, so you get an episode what? up on yeah, You're going to actually break it up? I thought you gave up on trying to break it up. No, I also don't know how long these Skype recordings can go before I won't be able to download them. All right, all right, all right. So, okay. We spent way too much time on Tiger King. Yeah, we, we only did six minutes. We talked about four exactly. episodes of The Mandalorian and uh, and a whole bunch more. We're going to talk about the last four episodes and then even more thoughts uh, in the next part. So hopefully this episode goes up on Wednesday. You enjoy it. And then uh, probably Saturday or Sunday you'll get the second part. And you're welcome uh, for, for breaking it up, especially Ryan. Ryan and Trina and the Carrying On Couple podcast. You're welcome. <laughs> always telling plug, me plug, plug, they, plug. Like the, they like the shorter ones but uh laugh it up fuzzball uh laugh it up fuzzballs on the facebook uh what anchor.fm slash laugh dash it dash up dash fuzzball and then uh at wookie ride on twitter and instagram laugh it up fuzzball podcast at gmail.com uh thanks boston cherry and uh yeah that'll that'll be cool that'll be cool that'll be cool come back and listen to part deuce part deuce there you go danny part deuce all right you have any any last parting shots before i stop this recording i think we're only in episode three right uh we've talked about through episode four. Oh, because four was my favorite all right so we'll be back friend <laughs> stay tuned